Local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now. Welcome to the News Drive at 5 for this Friday, January the 19th, 2024. Patrick Reynolds taking you home here on WSIC News Talk Radio, 5.06 p.m. on the East Coast. You just heard Health Talk with Fred Lowry every Friday afternoon, 4 p.m. here on WSIC News. Now we roll into the News Drive at 5 for your Friday weekend race home calmly with the speed limit safely but get home have fun friday afternoon here on the news drive at five our guest tonight former mayor north carolina state senator and now candidate for north carolina auditor in the upcoming 2024 election jeff tart will join the news drive at five we've got our ticket giveaway continuing for all of you 844 studio four 844-788-3464 will get you your free tickets. Free tickets to what, in case you're just tuning in? We've got two great home shows, and we've got a four-pack of tickets ready for you. Two to each show. The first one coming up next weekend, not this weekend that we're on the verge of right here, but January 26th, 27th, and 28th. It is the Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show at the Cabarrus Arena in Concord. We've got two tickets to that. And then February 23rd, 4th, and 5th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. It's the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. So we've got a four-pack of tickets, two to each show. We will be giving those away in the final block here tonight, the News Drive at 5. So if you're keeping time, 4.45 p.m. East Coast time, we will open up the phone lines, we will clear them, then open them, and the winner will emerge with a very fun weekend plan for next weekend. Our top five at five news stories tonight that we're tracking for you. Voter ID will play an important role in 2024 North Carolina elections. Cornelius tackles its next fiscal year budget. We'll have an area real estate market update. The American Renaissance School has a new home in Statesville. And the Iredell County Sheriff's Office mourns the passing of a canine officer. We begin tonight with the 2024 elections, and they officially begin today as ballots will start being mailed out or, or were mailed out earlier today to those who have already requested to use mail-in ballots. Now, the primary election day is still 47 days away on March the 5th, but with mail-in voting about to kick off and early voting starting next month, state elections officials are pushing to make sure people know about the state's new photo identification rules for voting. Karen Bell, who leads the State Board of Elections, said, quote, this is, of course, a big election for North Carolina. Not only are we part of the Super Tuesday primary to decide the presidential nominees, but also a high-profile election for North Carolina, end quote. All of North Carolina's congressional seats are up for grabs, and North Carolina is sure to have a new governor, since Governor Roy Cooper is term-limited. There are also high-stakes races for the state legislature and state Supreme Court. Voter ID rules technically went into effect in the 2023 municipal elections. 
but the vast majority of North Carolinians did not participate in those. So for most people, the 2024 elections will be their introduction to the new rules. People who vote in person will have to show an acceptable ID to poll workers or fill out a form explaining why they don't have an ID. People who vote by mail will have to photocopy their ID and send that in along with their ballot. Or if they don't have an ID, they'll also have to mail in a form explaining why not. In Cornelius, one year after a startling countywide property reevaluation, planning for Cornelius's fiscal year 2025 budget is swinging into high gear. The spending plan, which must be approved by June 30th of this year, will be the first major project to be tackled by a five-member town board with three new members. The board's longtime fiscal eye, Dave Gilroy, has now retired. Town staff have already pulled together information to draft spending plans for each department, which will be discussed in detail at several upcoming meetings to help determine how much uh, property taxes residents will pay. Now, property owners in Cornelius support the town's spending plan and budget with their tax dollars. The town tax comprises about a third of your total property tax bill, with the remainder being Mecklenburg County. The town's property tax rate for the current fiscal year budget of $31.7 million is .232 cents per $100 of assessed value. Adding county taxes, Cornelius' homeowners, whose property is assessed at $400,000, are paying approximately 3,400 combined county and town property taxes per year. Now, if your house is valued at $200,000, divide the tax levy by two. If it's valued at $800,000, simply multiply by two, and so on. Now, it's anyone's guess what the new tax rate will be, although rising expenses, including transitioning the Cornelius Lemley Volunteer Fire Department to a full-time paid model, will no doubt be a factor as staff and elected officials crunch the numbers. Next up, Cornelius at the February 5th Town Board meeting will, will be an agenda item to formally provide an opportunity for citizens to provide comments related to the budget to the Town Board and staff. The Cornelius Town Board will conduct a special all-day meeting Thursday, February 8th at the Kane Center for the Arts to discuss planning for the new budget, which starts July 1st of this year and ends June 30th, 2025. The Mayor and Board of Commissioners will hold a budget retreat March 26th and 27th at the Grayland International Conference Center in Winston-Salem. The retreat, which returns to Grayland after a multi-year absence, allows the mayor, commissioner, and key staffers to take a deep dive into the depths of municipal spending. The survey continues through the end of February. The town is asking residents to outline their preferences and priorities for the fiscal year 2025 budget via email. Town board and budget meetings are open to the public. In addition, email comments can be sent to the board or town staff at any time. In real estate, the local residential real estate market may have seemed stacked against buyers, particularly new ones, but there is cause for optimism going into 2024. With home prices and interest rates rising since 2020, the overall market still favors sellers, but not as intensely as it has in recent years. 
Says Gary Scott, president of Allen Tate Company, it will continue to be a seller's market because of low inventory. We anticipate that the month's supply of inventory will increase, although not to the level that would make it to a buyer's market. A buyer's market, Scott said, is one with more than six months' supply of inventory, while the supply dipped as low as 0.7 months in December 21. It is now at three months nationwide. Locally, the outlook is a bit different. Inventory is at about 1.8 months, the same as this time last year. However, the 12-month average of new listings has risen 8.7% year to year. Also unique to the local market are high-value homes. New listings for homes topping $1 million are up 5% over 2022. Inventory reflects a six-month supply. We'll have more on the real estate market a little bit later in the show. Coming up, we're going to talk to Jeff Tart, candidate for North Carolina Audit. You're listening to the News Drive at 5. Patrick Reynolds rolls on. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. Patrick Reynolds taking you home. We have not connected yet with Jeff Tart during the commercial break, so we'll keep the phone, uh, our eyes on the phone for him. Producer Ben working on that right now. When we get a hold of Candidate Tart, we will bring him right onto air and have a chat with him. In the meantime, our headlines roll on. We do want to remind you that we will be giving away tickets to those two great home shows coming up at the 545 break. Uh, the Greater Har- Charlotte Home and Landscape Show, January 26th, 27th, and 28th at the Cabarrus Arena in Concord. And the February 23rd, 24th, 25th Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show at the Park Expo and Conference Center. We've got two tickets to each show. So it's a four-pack that we will be giving away. 844-STUDIO-4, that's the number 4, 844-STUDIO-4, numerically. 844-788-3436, 844-788-3436. Or if you'd like to chat about anything that's on your mind, we talked about photo, photo IDs for voting a little while ago. We talked about the real estate market, something's on your mind. The News Drive at 5 would love to hear whatever you have to say. Getting back to tonight's headlines in Statesville. Well, the lettering on the outside of the building still reads Statesville Record and Landmark. But that will change when the American Renaissance School adds its name. Jim Duffy, executive director of ARS, said the plan is to put the school's name on the outside and call it the American Renaissance School Arts and Science Center at the Statesville Record and Landmark. The building, which housed the newspaper office for many years, was sold to ARS nearly two years ago, and a ribbon-cutting and open house will be held Saturday from 12.30 to 5.30 p.m. Public students and prospective students can get a look at the changes that have been made. While the open house is Saturday, ARS students and staff have been in residence for a few weeks, Duffy said. Turning the former newspaper residence into a school building has taken many months. A set of stairs that led to the basement, which at one time housed the press, has been removed and relocated to the side of the building. The upper floor has been turned into classrooms for music and STEM instruction, and the basement is now home to several classrooms as well as a small theater to hold production as well as meetings. Duffy said the latest addition for ARS reflects its continuing commitment to be a part of downtown Statesville. 
The building is at 222 East Broad Street, and it joins the locations of the former Carolina Motor Company site just up the street and the former J.C. Penney store on Center Street as part of the ARS family. Ben, do you remember J.C. Penney stores? I love them. The pennies. Got to go down to the pennies and get some clothes. Yeah. Do you remember department stores? Yeah. You old enough to remember department stores? Man, I'm 35. 35. Okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have put you older for 34 and a half. Looking good, my friend. Looking <laughs> thank good. You, thank you. <laughs> the, the school also constructed a gymnasium on Trad Street, which is adjacent to the former RNL building. Duffy said the school also purchased the former Tate Law office building on Cooper Street. Having the school in downtown does more than provide an education in the classroom to the students. The students will now be part of the community, as it gives the students a chance to meet people and interact with everyone from the mayor to downtown merchants. The addition of the new building will not only enhance those experiences, as well as offer new ones, such as the arts. Duffy said plans are to have a studio in the building for students to create music, and the theater downstairs will give them the opportunity to showcase their talents to the public. That, Duffy said, he wants the public to be a part of the ARS experience as well. That's part of the reason behind this open house coming up tomorrow. Duffy said the school is also looking to expand its student body and wants people to come out and see what ARS has to offer. He said he wants to clear up some misconceptions that a charter school is a private school. He said some things often cited that prevented people from considering IRS is the belief that there is tuition, no sports program, no transportation, and no lunch offerings. Duffy said a charter school is a public school and no tuition is charged. As to the other cons cited, he said ARS has taken steps to change those. With the opening of the gymnasium, the school now offers sports. In fact, he said the school recently hosted its first home basketball game. Transportation is available with drop-offs at the Boys and Girls Clubs of the Piedmont, the Statesville Family YMCA, and the Statesville Recreation and Parks Department facility on Simonton Drive. And in partnership with Iredell Statesville Schools, meals are now provided. Duffy offered invitations to anyone interested in seeing the changes to the RNL building and those who may be considering enrolling a student at ARS to come out Saturday. There will be iPads available for anyone interested in applying for enrollment. He said even though the school is now officially calling the building on Broad Street home, its past will always be on display with the name on the front. He said the school is also working with local historian Steve Hill, curator of the Statesville Historical Collection, to get copies of photos from its newspaper days, and those will be displayed on the building. So we are uh, live here Friday, January 19th, as we tape the show. So if you're listening to a podcast or a rewind, the open house for the school will be Saturday, January the 20th at 1230 p.m. Right here in Iredell County, the Sheriff's Office announced the passing of retired K-9 officer Danny on Thursday. Ten-year-old uh, Danny worked alongside his partner, Sergeant Leo Hayes, from 2015 until he was medically retired in 2021. Danny was assigned to the Iredell County Sheriff's Office Aggressive Criminal Enforcement Team and later to the ICSO Interstate Criminal Enforcement Team. He was responsible for multiple seizures resulting in millions of dollars of narcotics, weapons, and currency being taken off the streets 
in Iredell County. Hats off to Energy United for what they've been doing for the community. The Energy United Foundation celebrated a record year of giving in 2023 with more than $900,000 in grants to individuals, families, and nonprofit organizations. As a cooperative community-focused organization of, quote, neighbors helping neighbors, the Energy United Foundation understands the meaningful impact of every dollar awarded for community support. Cooperative employees live and work in the same communities that receive assistance from the Energy United Foundation. Said Lakeisha Parks, Vice President of Energy Services and Corporate Communications, quote, I am excited to announce this remarkable milestone as we continue sharing the story of the Energy United Foundation and the meaningful impact our members are having in cooperative communities simply by voluntarily rounding up their bills each month. We're proud to be the local connection for help and support as well as electric service, end quote. Added Deborah Sitta, Program Director for Ed Energy United, quote, the need is great and continues to grow across the communities that we serve. The foundation was established by Energy United more than two decades ago to serve as a critical research across the cooperative's 19-county service area, end quote. The record-breaking year of giving accumulated with grants to individuals, families, and to do the following nonprofit organizations. They helped Smithville Community Coalition, Open Door Ministries, and Children's Homes of Iredell County. The Energy United Foundation is a voluntary member-funded nonprofit organization supported by Energy United's Operation Roundup program. Nearly 85,000 Energy United members chose to participate in the program by rounding up their bills each month. The Energy United Foundation offers many programs for community support to provide heating assistance, energy assistance, nonprofit grants, individual and family donations. In Union Grove, well, the elementary school is the only elementary school in the Iredell Statesville School District with a competitive archery team. This is their second year of competition. This year, the team had to qualify for the state competition. The team competed in their qualifying event at North Iredell High School. Said coach Drew Wellborn, quote, we did quite good. We had some good scores and a few that were a little bit lower. Everyone did their best and gave it their best effort. We won't know if the team qualified until February 1st when they send out an email. But I feel pretty good about it. Now, the team has only two returning members, Natalie Templeton, age 11, and Ian Williams, age 10. Natalie, like some of her teammates, grew up in a rural area, learning how to handle a gun safely and was taught a healthy respect for firearms at a young age. When she found out about the archery team, she was excited about the idea of participating in a shooting sport. She said, I like that it's challenging and really fun. Only a few people at her school get to do it. Ian agreed and said archery has become one of his favorite hobbies. He said, quote, I like to shoot. You feel good knowing that you made the team. When you progressively get better, it's something you can be proud of, end quote. Newcomer Knox Prevet, age 10, said he likes being on the team for a different reason. He said, admitting that he's shy until he gets to know a person, quote, I like that you get to meet new people that you never talked to before. The student said there are a lot of positive with attending a school with small class size. Natalie said, I've had the same teacher two years in a row. I feel like I've learned a lot. My whole class loves her. 
Ian added, the teachers are always very nice. They will support you, and they have time. They will go just be with them and talk to you about what they can fix. I have also never been bullied my entire life being at this school. Well, Wellborn has no previous archery experience. He wanted to give students an opportunity to try archery and work on their skills so they can enter in the middle and high school competitive archery. It also will improve their opportunities for scholarships. We're coming up on the halfway point of the News Drive at 5. We're up for our next commercial break. We're going to step away for a few moments, pay some bills, try to connect with Jeff Tart during this commercial break. Stay tuned to the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. Patrick Reynolds taking you home on this Friday, January 19th, 2024, 5.35 p.m. on the East Coast. Welcome to WSIC News Talk Radio. Our efforts to reach Jeff Tart continue as we'd love to talk to him sometime during this show. Producer Ben is on that right now. This happens in live broadcasting. It's okay. Uh, we've got some plenty of headlines to fill you in on and information, and we will hopefully talk to Jeff before the end of the show. In the meantime, as we told you all week long, last week as well, we've got a four-pack of tickets that we're giving away to two home shows. The Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show is at the Cabarrus Arena in Concord, January 26th, 27th, and 28th, we have two tickets to that, as well as the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, February 23rd, 24th, 25th, at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. In about 10 minutes, we're going to open up the phone lines to our lucky caller, who will be a winner of a four-pack, two tickets to each show. That's two dates, fellas. That's a very nice time. Uh, these pair of home shows, so stay tuned. Your chance to win is coming up very shortly here on WSIC News Talk. 844-STUDIO-4, 844-STUDIO-4, numerically. Um, 844-788-3436, that's 844-788-3436. 844-STUDIO-4 sounds really cool for our... Yes, producer Ben is handing me all the numbers, all the channels. Uh, Sorry, I stepped out. You know, I didn't. I didn't do my job giving no. you the, the stuff. <laughs> You've got a lot of things working over there, man. It's fine. Uh, on air number, like I said, eight four four studio four eight four four seven eight eight three four six four. Yes, I had those channels. Social channels: Facebook, YouTube, X, LinkedIn, WSICnews.com. So yeah. Watching the video feed, hello. Listening to us on the ride home, hello to you. Home show tickets coming up in about 8 to 10 minutes from now. In Statesville news, Statesville resident Sarah Beth Thompson, daughter of Chris and April Thompson, will com be competing this weekend in Winston-Salem at the Youth America Grand Prix Ballet Competition for the first time. Youth America Grand Prix provides an opportunity for motivated dance students to learn the process of intense rehearsal preparation, to see and experience other aspiring talented dancers from other states, meet others with the same passion and love for dance, and possibly benefit from scholarship opportunities. Sarah Beth recently started her ninth year training with Center Ballet Conservatory of Statesville. She said, quote, I have enjoyed the process of preparing to compete 
Mrs. Noel's training in both is both patient and detailed. I am excited to see what this weekend holds. So good luck to her this weekend, to Sarah Beth Thompson. We'll be rooting for her in Winston-Salem. Hopefully we've got a very good report to give you on Monday here at the News Drive at 5. I'm sure it will be good no matter what she does. She's there. She's competing. I always believe the glory goes to those on the field of battle, not in stands watching. So good for her. Go get them, Sarah Beth. We'll be rooting for you. All of Statesville will, and we'll hopefully have a very, very championship-filled headline on Monday. In Lincoln County, a follow-up to December's end-of-year session, the Lincoln County Board of Education recognized more student and staff achievements at Tuesday's monthly meeting, while at the same time approving a host of consent agenda items related to policies and procedures. To start off, the board congratulated 13 Lincoln County educated educators who either obtained national board certification or renewed their certificates. The additions swell the ranks of national board certified teachers in Lincoln County to 88, and the educators are in line for a 12% pay raise for their achievement. Uh, in recognition of athletic achievement, the board honored the West Lincoln Middle School Wrestling Team, which, run the, which won the Tri-County Conference Championship with a 12-0 record. It was also noted that the 8th graders on the team put together two undefeated seasons during their time in the program. In an individual sports recognition, Alejandro Molina was lauded for winning the Assistant Coach of the Year Award for his work with Lincolnton High Soccer. For a program entitled Engage and Inspire, four student groups and staffers were honored. The January Engage and Inspire recognition went to Pumpkin Center Intermediate, S. Ray Lauder Elementary, Lincolnton Middle, and Lincolnton High. At Pumpkin Center, Andrea Dellinger and Rachel Masters acted as facilitators for a weekly math study club that consorted with a group of 15 students from North Lincoln High School. At S. Ray Louder, the Kindness Club, sponsored by fifth grade teacher Shel Shelby Barkley, was lauded by the board. The club is composed of fourth and fifth grade students who are positive role models and are dedicated to promoting a culture of caring throughout our school community. The Lincolnton Middle English Language Arts class of Ashley Todd did more than shake hands with board members. The group performed the song Lean On Me in Sign Language for the large assembly. The students learned sign language upon their completion as a unit on diversity. And finally, Dr. Patricia Clark and Jessica Witherspoon of Lincolnton High were recognized for coordinating a program entitled Lunch and Learn. Under the program, Beta Club students tutor their classmates during lunch, providing assistance with assignments and direction in understanding academic materials. In the superintendent's report, Dr. Aaron Allen provided an update on recent activities, noting that Grayson Turner of Battleground Elementary won the spelling bee and will be recognized at the February board meeting. In action items, the board adopted a high school registration guide for the 2024-2025 academic year and approved recommendations from the Ad Hoc Policy Review Committee. Recapping our top story tonight, the 2024 elections officially begun today as ballots will started being mailed out to those who have already requested to use the mail-in ballots. 
Now, the primary election day is still 47 days away on March the 5th. But with mail-in voting about to kick off, the early voting starting next month, state election officials are pushing to make sure people know about the state's new photo identification rules for voting. Karen Bell, who leads the State Board of Elections, said, quote, This is, of course, a big election for North Carolina. Not only are we part of Super Tuesday to decide the presidential nominees, it's also a high-profile election for North Carolina. All of North Carolina's congressional seats are up for grabs, and North Carolina is sure to have a new governor since Governor Roy Cooper is term-limited. There are also high-stakes races for the state legislature and state Supreme Court. Primary election day, I'm sorry, papers stuck together there. In Cornelius, one year after starting after a startling countywide property reevaluation, planning for Cornelius's fiscal year 2025 budget is swinging into high gear. The spending plan, which must be approved by June 30th of this year, will be the first major project to be tackled by a five-member town board, with three of them brand new members. The town's longtime fiscal eye, David Gilroy, has retired. Now, town staff have already been pulled together information to draft the spending plans for each department, which will be discussed in detail at several upcoming meetings to help determine how much property taxes residents will pay. Property owners in Cornelius support the town's spending plan and the budget with their tax dollars. The town tax comprises about a third of the total property tax bill, with the remainder being Mecklenburg County. The town's property tax rate for the current fiscal budget year is $31.7 million, 0.232 cents per $100 of assessed value. We're coming up on our final break here at the News Drive at 5. We're going to give away the home show tickets right after this and hopefully talk to Jeff Tart. We'll be right with you. Eight four four Studio Four, eight four four Studio Four. Those are the magic numbers that will win you a four-pack of tickets to two home shows. Phone lines are open. Winners, all you have to do is dial. Let's talk about what we got. We have two tickets to the Greater Har- Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show, January twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and twenty eighth. That is in Concord at the Cabarrus Arena. And two more tickets to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. That is in Charlotte at the Park Expo and Conference Center. We've got a four-pack of tickets, two to each show, right here, right now. 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464. Dial in and you will be a winner. First one to claim these tickets, they'll be yours. Also, you will be able to win tickets next week. The Good Morning LKN at 7 a.m. Justin, Bill, and Mamie. Home Ad Show at 9 a.m. every weekday morning with Brian. News Drive at 5 right here with me, Patrick, each weekday at 5 p.m. on the scoreboard. 
with Joe Berg at 6 p.m. all weeknight long. He'll uh, scoreboard coming up at the top of the hour. Pre-recorded show, so he will not be taking any tickets for... He will not be taking any calls for tickets. So this will be your last chance this week to win these tickets. We've got two to each show. Four packagers. 844-788-3464. Come on, dial right in and claim your prize. Back to our news headlines tonight in real estate. The local real estate market may have seemed stacked against buyers, particularly new ones, but there is cause for optimism coming into 2024. With home prices and interest rates rising since 2020, the overall market still favors sellers, but not quite as intensely as it has in recent years. Says Gary Scott, president of Allen Tate Company, quote, we will continue to be a seller's market because of low inventory. We anticipate that the month's supply of inventory will increase, although not to the level that will make it a buyer's market. Now, a buyer's market, Scott said, is one with more than six months supply of inventory, while the supply dipped as low as 0.7 months in December of 21. It is now at three months nationwide. Locally, the outlook is a bit different. Uh, inventory around Charlotte area is at 1.8 months, the same as this time last year. However, the 12-month average for new listings has risen 8.7% year over year. Also unique to the local market are high-value homes. New listings for homes topping $1 million are up 5% over 2022. And that inventory reflects a six-month supply. Scott said, we're seeing a much more balanced market for this segment. End quote. Interest rates have played a part in the inventory picture. As mortgage rates have risen since the pandemic, homeowners with historically low rates, some below 3%, have been reluctant to sell, particularly since the concurrent rise in prices wouldn't allow for an upgrade. On the buyer's side of the equation, home prices relative to income reached historic highs in October, demanding buyers expend an average of 40% of their earnings on a mortgage payment. Young potential buyers, those between the ages of 20 and 35, number 72.9 million nationwide. As of July, the effective rent rate was around $1,600 compared to the average monthly mortgage payment of just over $2,000. Many of this are choosing many of these are folks are choosing to rent and a boom in multifamily construction reflects this choice. Now this may seem like a gloomy forecast for potential buyers in 2024, but there are some bright spots. According to Zillow, home values won't be falling anytime soon, but they aren't projected to rise either. Thus, wages and savings may be able to make gains that weren't possible for the past two years. Buyers won't have to spend as large a percentage of their income on housing. They will also have more confidence in their buying power as the labor market continues to favor workers. The last several parts of 2023 showed several consecutive weeks with increasing mortgage applications. Interest rates will help relieve some of the pressure on buyers as well. Scott expects 2024 interest rates to dip back into the 6% range. Keller Williams agent Bob Warchall said that even if rates hold steady, buyers are beginning to accept a new normal at or above 6%. 
Warchall said, quote, I'm not getting a lot of kickback from the buyers on the rates. It's just a matter of the time being right, end quote. Marchall was also the decision to buy has a lot to do with consumer education. Many first-time buyers don't realize that with VA or FHA loans, their total initial outlay, including closing costs, could be well under $10,000. Young buyers who weren't in the market for housing as little as two years ago might not be aware of how much the market has changed since then. Quote, two years ago, we were selling houses with multiple offers over the weekend, and people were overbidding the property by twenty-five dollars to $50,000, Warchall said. Now, that trend peaked in May of 2022, when 59% of homes sold above the listing price. In 2023, the number was slashed by more than half. So while affordability may not have eased until now, buyers at least have more flexibility to shop around. Sellers are also granting concessions in more than 40% of transactions, a near record high. Warchall said, quote, it's actually not a bad market. You just have to have the right perspective, end quote. Now, 30 years ago, Warchall began his career in an area in an area of New Jersey, just 45 minutes outside of Manhattan. Surprisingly, he said, the relocation segment of his industry is much larger here. People move to the Charlotte area for the racing and banking industries to follow children and grandchildren who have relocated here and to enjoy the proximity to the region's natural amenities, the lake, the mountains, and even the beaches. The South overall is leading the nation in growth. Wells Fargo reports that between 2022 and 2023, the region added 1.2 million new households, a rate outstripping all other regions in the U.S. Warchall said, quote, our area is well suited for pretty much anybody. Now, Scott echoes this optimism. He said the outlook for both the Charlotte region and the Carolinas is more favorable than anywhere in the country. We are confident that the Carolinas will continue to outform the country's overall real estate market uh producer ben how long have you been in this area well i uh i don't live in statesville but i've been in north carolina since 1990 when my family moved here from germany oh gosh so you you're long time this is home for you north carolina is home for sure yeah i did not uh i was not born here but i've been here over 20 years i think of it as home yeah you know i i uh, i guess that's a point when you transition to where you've moved when you stop calling where you grew up home yeah not a bad place to call home no i love it here. i love it here no it's fantastic that's the problem is that everybody comes here and loves it and moves here <laughs> i'm part of the problem but i also want to be part of the solution as a resident as well so uh i appreciate you stepping in for producer joe today however Producer Joe still has a scoreboard coming up here in a few minutes at 6 o'clock. He does. He's cooking up some uh, good NFL playoffs. Uh, it's an NFL playoff preview special. Okay. Um, so, of course, we got some big uh, – you a football guy? Semi. Semi-football. Yeah. I'm one of those sports <laughs> I'm one of the sports guys. Like, look, if it has an engine in it and goes fast – So you're I've, that guy, the racing guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you have my attention. If it's played with a stick or a ball – I don't follow it. I just don't know much about it. But every time I go to a Knights game, a Panthers game, a Checkers game, uh, I have a great time and yeah. I love it. So yeah, I, I I pull for the sports, you know, the sports local sports teams. But when I show up, I can't talk the nuts and bolts with it. Right. Like you know, no pun intended. I used to host an auto racing talk show. I could talk the nuts and bolts of that. I can't do it with uh, with the NFL. And you know, I know what's going on a little bit. But yeah. 
So, spoiler alert, you okay. know, uh, Joe is really thinking that it's going to be a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. That's, so he, that's what he thinks. He's jumping right past eight teams to right to the NFC. He's going NFC right to it. I mean, spoiler alert, he's going to give you some more stuff, but he's okay. been calling that. He's he's called it from the beginning of the season. Really? And they're in the playoffs, so okay. we got to give it to Joe. I'll, yes. I would not challenge him on that. Nah. He and I have, have uh, we've chit-chatted a little bit. We would do a racing show together. I could talk to him about yeah, that. Yeah, he's a big yeah. racing guy as well. Yeah, he knows, he, he does know his stuff there too. But yeah, when it comes to NFL playoffs, I will totally bow down to his expertise and he knows what's going on. And we have a big day here at the station tomorrow. Of course, Rocky Lynn playing uh, yes. Kane Center for the Arts. We're going to be doing a live remote out there. So that should be good. You can win your meet and greet passes at the door. Make sure you come out there. Doors open at 7. We'll be there before. If it's not too cold, we'll be inside if it is. I did not know the station was doing a meet and greet at the Kane Center. Yeah, come on out. Oh, I already... <laughs> <laughs> I know you said you got plans, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Kane Center, yes. No, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll bundle up and be outside with you guys. Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, be inside, uh, be outside. You know, it's warmer inside, so I was like, I'll come outside, say hello, uh, check you guys, and all that, and, and watch you shivering. And you Rocky Lynn's gonna heat it up in there. You know I know, that. you know that's gonna happen. Rocky Lynn, meet and greet are available where at the door. At the door, I mean, really? it, we're, we will give some away. That's, okay, that's that's the plan, right? So yes, okay, so we're gonna give some away. And they're available at the door. Rocky Lynn, I've heard him play a lot. He's great here in the area. Great show, going to be a great show tomorrow night at the Kings. I've Center. never seen him live. I'm really looking forward to it. Enjoy outside shivering. <laughs> it's going to be inside. So. I'll be inside warm. Yeah, WSIC remote outside there. News Drive at 5. We'll talk to you Monday. Scoreboard is next.